0: the Sports Jerks Podcast, land of the hot take and home to the damn I wish I bought Dogecoin earlier. My name is Josh and with me is my co-host, Dan Danny Darts, Ippolito. Dan, it's Friday. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing good, buddy, and uh I, I share that same sort of regret. Everyone's talking about this Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Dogecoin. <laughs> On that topic though, everyone's always, you know, you read these things on the internet and people are like, you got to invest your money wisely. You got to do this. You got to do that. And, here, yeah. and here's how you do it. You know, I'm a financial kind of, you know, entrepreneur nowadays. Guru. You start with Dogecoin. They lose, (laughs) you lose me there, man. They're talking all those percentages (laughs) and all these financials and they go, okay, now you got to put your money where your Dogecoin is. And I'm like, nah,
0: I actually, I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to coin that sort of speak. I mean, I don't know if any of them are like telling you, you should lead your portfolio with Dogecoin, but I mean, there is some level of like just FOMO with crypto knowing that like a small investment is basically a lottery ticket to a lot of money. I have, I have no shame in saying that I bought Shiba Inu coin after, uh, the China Chinese version of dogecoin because i was like okay a hundred dollar ticket if it got to even half of dogecoin i was going to make like two million bucks how do i not do it right and then of course shiba inu is down like 40 percent since so uh not looking good but let's move on my (laughs) betting uh hopefully will be better for sports nhl season's coming to an end Um, you know, we'll get into kind of the end of the year. Maybe we can even kick it off with that. So the playoffs start on May 15th. It doesn't start for everyone on the same day because of the COVID restrictions. They've had to kind of like parcel things out Mm -hmm. weird. So the Leafs don't play until the 20th, but generally the playoffs start on the 15th. But you have the Flames and the Canucks that are going to play three back-to-back games against each other. So two non-playoff teams are going to have three straight games. That are going to happen after the playoffs have already started how stupid is this
1: it's so stupid i know obviously like we said this beforehand obviously there's some sort of like um you know contractual obligations with the owners and they got to put on a certain number of i would say concessions if it was a regular season like you know like you know you got to pay your workers and they got to have their full length of their contract but like if there's ever been a year where you could just concede and just say everyone just stay safe and get on out of here Get up on out of there. I think this would be the year to do that, no? Like, just fuck that. Yeah. Like no one's going to watch. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's the thing, though, right? Like, I think it, it has to... It must have to do with like TV broadcast rights, Mm -hmm. because that's basically how all these guys are making their money, right? Like we know ticket sales, concessions, you know, jerseys, just the overall kind of day-to-day operations of a sports team. Uh, You know, it can be lucrative, but typically it's the TV rights deals that are really bringing in the, Mm -hmm. you know, the kind of big cake, unless you're like a super big market team. So I imagine they have some kind of contractual obligation to whoever holds the rights in their area, and I'm assuming that's sports net at this point. But you would think that because likely that night there's going to be playoff games that they would not want to air those and they would rather save that time to show one of the playoff games unless they really think somebody that lives in Calgary is more likely to watch a Calgary Canucks game than they are to watch, you know, say the Penguins. Uh, who do the Penguins have in the first round? penguins islanders game like is that what it is that they assume more people will watch it because the hometown team even though it means absolutely jack shit watching the flames and the canucks play a game after the playoffs have already started they might as well watch me and you fucking play mini sticks in the basement no you're right they <laughs> might as well
1: and that actually would be more entertaining because you get some absolutely. some major injuries and some <laughs> major you know whatever but uh, well, now
0: at your age, you're going to blow your back out five minutes into that game, and that, and it'll be over.
1: If I make it a whole five minutes, that's a win, man. That's, that's great. <laughs> and that's better television than what you're going to see there. But, you know, on the topic of television and, and Sportsnet and potentially questionable decisions, I, I've talked to you a bit about this, and I think we may have mentioned it, you know, far earlier. But I was watching a little bit last night, you know, just kind of trying to stay on the same topic as, you know, television broadcasting. And they had that life coach, the Sportsnet life coach, that, yeah your buddy so they had the commercials they have the commercials which are whatever right yeah. i mean yeah the guy hasn't really grown on me if anything he's grown on my tv screen because it's gonna fucking burn <laughs> in from how many times he's been on there but then he had like a live segment while david amber and ron mcclain were talking between games they had like a weird skit sort of thing i don't know i gotta send you the link to this and maybe we gotta post it um and they were talking about how they were confused about how this scheduling was going to work with the Flames and Canucks and the, and the playoffs starting. And uh, they're obviously faking it, right? They're just kind of playing off each other. And then they say, okay. maybe we should call a life coach. And like satellite video pops up and the life coach pops up. Like they have their two talking squares on the screen. And yeah. then they separate in the middle. The life coach comes up and he's on his webcam. He's at home. And they start asking him a bunch of like canned questions. I see they're trying to go for like kind of like a funny sort of talking head sort of thing Um, you know and trying to I guess apprise people of the fact that Sportsnet now will have these games sorted out for you you know maybe they're trying to say if you're a Canucks fan or if you're in an area where it's blacked out or you want to watch every single game and not miss a minute you got to get Sportsnet now I want to get your take on this is that like a commercial occurring literally right there like in the middle of a broadcast like is that too far is that is that intrusive like what's up with that
0: I mean, like, that just sounds like they're trying to have, like, a unique way to, like, spin content, and, and instead of having, like, a traditional commercial that they ran, like, basically, like, a segment, like, I would kind of put that kind of like a product placement, right? You know, like, when you watch, if you, have you ever seen that show, uh, The Superstore, on Netflix?
1: I saw the first couple episodes, Yeah.
0: Okay, what, next time you watch it, pay attention to... I haven't looked it up to see, like, if they do have a deal or not, but I, I think it's, it, it's probably my marketing brain, like, working a bit too much, mm-hmm. is that every fucking scene, there is La Croix- like uh like bubbled water in like every third scene and it's perfectly placed and facing the camera (laughs) they're always drinking it you know like i get it i know how it works of course but i kind of say like the sports net that is their version the problem is is like a lot of these guys are super fucking cringy Mm -hmm. right and i know the life coach they were going for cringe but to go for cringe it has to be fun then then it's like oh my god he's so satirical that it's hilarious but he gives me like this like vibe of like the person who wrote it doesn't understand or properly relate to the people that he wrote it for that he or she wrote it for but they think they do like it was a marketing person that thought they were cool and they're like yeah you know like i see all these tiktoks let's write it but they're so far removed from that themselves that they couldn't write a genuine character um, and 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 it's kind of sad, but I mean, like that's kind of just like big corporations doing that in general, right? Like they don't have like a firm grasp of what people want.
1: Yeah, I hate to comment on like comment outside of you know the hockey games and the and the matchups that we're gonna discuss in a moment, but I just wanted to bring that up because it was kind of jarring. It was just jarring, just during the broadcast sort of thing like that. And uh, you know, the, the actor himself is decently funny enough. Like he does a decent enough job with what he's given. But Ron McLean looked uncomfortable with the whole thing, and i don't i don't know man it just kind of breaks that good old hockey ron game feel. just
0: phoning in his life at this point he's just like fuck this man he's like i'm so dead. he's just i think he's done ron mcclain though for sports is a national treasure i know like he hasn't been perfect and, mm-hmm. and i've heard stories of him getting wasted in bars and doing weird shit but like nothing nothing too bad i uh, from what i heard at least um just him kind of being a, a degenerate which is good for for our future segments but um but, yeah, but he, he's a national treasure. I mean, he had to put up with Don Cherry shit for so fucking long. So, I mean, I, I feel bad for that guy. But let's move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so NHL playoffs are coming. So the the division winners are as follows. So the north, obviously, we have the hometown Leafs. In the central, we have the Carolina Hurricanes. In the east, we got the Penguins. And the west is the only division that is still up for grabs. If Colorado wins their last game against the Los Angeles Kings, they will be in first place in the division. If not... Las Vegas will stay in first. So going over, so I went back, episode one. This is episode 19 of the Sports Jerks podcast. So episode one, okay, we gave our predictions for who would win each NHL division. Do you think you did well
1: Uh, before I give the results? If I'm remembering correctly, I think I was around like a 50%, 75% correction rate. Let's take a look. Okay, not too bad. So me and you both said Leafs in the North.
0: That was obviously an easy easy one. There was no chance. Like McDavid put up 100. He's at, what, 104 points now in 55 games, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely Gretzky in Mm -hmm. numbers. Mm -hmm. But there was no chance that Clown Show was going to take the division. So that's an easy one for us. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave us both the West right now because I took the Avs and you took Las Vegas. Um, okay. And right now we don't really know. So I think it's pretty much a coin flip. So I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give us both the, you know, the check Mark, the one that we both screwed up on, um, the central. So the hurricanes, they snagged that we both took Tampa Bay. Okay. In hindsight, do you, would you have changed your opinion? Because I still think I wouldn't.
1: No, I'd go Tampa Bay. Yeah. I still go Tampa Bay. I, I, that nobody could have called that. We went safe, obviously looking back on that, we we definitely went real safe. Uh, and us and probably most people kind of wrote, I don't know, everyone keeps writing the hurricanes off and why not? Right. Because like, they've been good for a few years now, but everyone's kind of waiting for them to kind of come back down to earth and they haven't. So, I mean, I would still, to this day, if I go back in time, I still would pick Tampa Bay. I would have said for sure. So I'm surprised and I'm happily surprised though, because that's a fun team.
0: For sure, mm-hmm. and I mean, and Tampa Bay actually finished third in the division too because Florida had such a fucking baller year, right?
1: Like, Who would call that? Um, Nobody would have predicted that one, even ten times less so than Carolina. So that, to me, is like the that was like the funnest. That's the funnest narrative I think to follow in the uh, in in the NHL for me in the playoffs as they begin. I know I'm tuning into a Panthers game right away. Like they have a special yeah, place, right? Who doesn't want to watch that? I want. There's such a Cinderella squad, so it'd be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, the Battle of Florida right there Mm -hmm. because Tampa Bay, they they were out. They had no Kucherov all year, and they were out with Stamkos for a good amount of the year. So right there, your two best players are out, so you can't expect them to come in first. But the grumblings are Kucherov and Stamkos are going to be back for the playoffs. So when they start going up against Barkov and the boys in the fucking Panthers, I think it's going to be really interesting. That is the series to watch for me. But that being said, we both screwed that up, and we were wrong. The last division, the East... Okay, I took the Boston Bruins. They did not, obviously, win the division. They finished third, but a respectable third. They put up a good fight. I still could see them coming out on top in the in the division, but here is the major blunder, and is why, sir, I have defeated you, Daniel Ippolito, in year one of NHL guessing, what? okay? Because you first picked the fucking Rangers, and then, <laughs> and, and then when you realized how ridiculous it was, you changed your, I, I had to listen back to the tape today, and you changed your pick right at the last second to the flyers and both teams didn't even (laughs) didn't even make make the playoffs um i know that this is your hot take one like you said the tampa bay division obviously we went very safe so i guess here you're like fuck it i'm gonna go balls to the walls but both teams you actually picked two teams and neither one of them even made the playoffs (laughs) um so you should be absolutely ashamed (laughs) sir
1: i am i am but you know at the same time let's uh thinking back to it it's silly um but the balls to the wall approach like the flyers fucking fucked up this year i blame them more the rangers that was okay that was a wacky pick i was all high off lafreniere (laughs) and all that stuff i was all feeling all good and like all sentimental and shit um but the flyers they fucked up really badly Like they should have been in the mix easily come on now like uh and i don't know how many years they have left to uh to really contend and uh, I'm sorry for our good friend and, and lifelong teammate Kevin Clemens. He's, uh might be listening to this segment. <laughs> Huge Flyers fan, but uh, the clock's been ticking on the Flyers, so I, I don't know. Hope to, Hopefully they can put it back together. Carter Hart had a bit of a tough year, a little bit of a sophomore slump. He did, yeah. But I do think he'll be fine. Like, I don't see any, you know I mean, He's so good. He's so talented.
0: Well, that's the thing, right, for the Flyers, is that while a lot of their talent is kind of aging, the fact that Hart is so young and goalies just being such a commodity in the NHL, especially right now, I think that, you know, some good GM work, some good brass work, and they could be fine. But, I mean, that division is definitely really tough, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you got Pittsburgh. The Islanders you know they made some moves they kind of bolstered their their back end um you know the back end of their lineup at least and then you got the capitals in boston like all in one division so i mean the rangers and the flyers you know that that's a tough call when you're playing 10 games against four of these teams and all four of these teams are 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 pretty damn strong i mean that's that's a tough shake
1: yeah so i'm itching to kind of redeem myself here so in that division what are our matchups and let's make some predictions and let's work backwards
0: Okay, wonderful. So we got we gotta be kinda of quick. Okay. So in the east, Pittsburgh took the division. They're playing the Islanders in round one. So that's a one versus four. The Penguins won the season series six to two. So I'm just gonna give all the knowledge here. Okay. And what and then in the two three we got the Capitals versus Boston, and they had a four four split in the season. So who are you taking in those two series?
1: Okay, first series, I'm gonna go ahead and and the fly or sorry the penguins really surprised me this year when I took a look at the standings I said wow man like they did great they had a great season but I'm going to go with the islanders uh you know I yeah, always big islanders Yeah I always like the Islanders my dad's a huge lifetime Islanders fan fantastic team so I'm going to go Islanders and then I'm going to go Capitals I just think beautiful I'm, Yeah I just think they're better yeah. go ahead well, I'm going to take the exact opposite. I'm going to take okay. the Penguins. I
0: think the Islanders are surprisingly going to put up a good fight, even though the season series wasn't that tight. I think that they will put up a good fight. I just think that the the veterans of the Penguins, I, I think that they're getting to the point where they're going to be, you know, kind of getting their last legs in their last chances for Crosby to win another cup. So I think that they're just going to be too tough to to beat. And then I'm going to take Boston. Um, mm mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that just wants Char to win on the Capitals mm-hmm. this year. So, uh, you know what? No, I'm going to last second. I'm going to change and lock in. I'm going to lock in the Capitals. Okay. And and, and go for the, the story of the Boston Bruins, let go of their captain, and then he rams a fucking win right down their throat. <laughs> Moving into the Central, the one that we're most excited about, I think, at least right now, we got Carolina at one. Taken on the Predators at four uh, season series was six, two hurricanes. Then we got the Panthers versus Tampa Bay and uh, the Panthers took the season series five to three. Who do you got?
1: Okay. So I'm going Carolina because Nashville just kind of squibbed in last game or two of yeah. the season and they're kind of declining. Uh, and for the other series, I'm going Florida. Okay. Panthers, Panthers all day. I don't know. Confident, they're just eh? I'm not confident really. I really I mean <laughs> <laughs> they're both such good teams, Tampa Bay. I mean, just like, you know, my first itch would be to say Tampa Bay, right? They just you know, defending cup champs, such a sweet squad, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the Panthers are on an unstoppable roll because I thought that they would have been stopped by now, but they kind of had the gas pedal on from game 1 to game 56 this year. They didn't really ever let up on it. So, just riding that wave and riding that stability, I'm going to go Panthers. Hit me Josh, hit me. Let's go. Uh,
0: Carolina, I think it's easy. I think they take that series in five, mm-hmm. maybe even a sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to go Tampa Bay, and the only reason I'm going to go is because I am reading that it's, it's it's a good possibility that Kucherov and Stamkos are going to be back, and I think that that's going to, you know, that's going to kind of turn the tides for Tampa Bay, so mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm going to go with. All right, North Division, we got the Leafs versus Canadians. Leafs took the season series 7-2, to two, and then we got the Oilers versus the Jets. And the Oilers took that series also 7-2. to two. And again, I have to bring up McDavid, 104 points in 55 games. We're watching something special here.
1: Leafs are going to walk, and Oilers are going to walk, and they're going to meet each other, and that's going to be really, really fun. And, I, you know, it could anything could happen, but I'm saying Leafs, and I'm saying Oilers, but if that ends up being the matchup, that's going to be a fucking shooting range gun show. Boom, 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 cannons both sides. Absolute 17th century... <laughs> guerrilla warfare
0: i know they shouldn't even play with goalies at that point they should just play posts with all the fireworks that they have (laughs) just 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 leave the goalies out of it
1: (laughs) no man for human rights uh, concerns go ahead josh what do you think
0: okay i'm gonna take the leafs as well even though it pains me and i feel like they're still gonna fuck up Mm -hmm. but where i'm gonna differ because i just have a feeling somebody's gonna blow it here i'm gonna take the jets okay and i think that we are just going to see the Oilers do what they've been doing over the last couple of years. And McDavid, you know, puts up a, a fuck ton of points. So does Drysido, But they can't get it done. They're going to lose a bunch of games like 6-4 and 5-3. And, and I think that the Jets are going to kind of fluke in into the next round. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Okay, the West. This is where, like I said, Colorado and Vegas is not set. Colorado beats uh, L.A. They go to one. Golden Knights go to two, but either way, those two teams are playing St. Louis and Minnesota. From my end, I think that no matter the matchup, I'm taking the Avs and Golden Knights go to the next round. Is there any pattern that you could see Minnesota or the Blues winning a series against either of those teams?
1: Well, I mean, barring, you know, saying what doesn't need to be said, and obviously anything can happen, but uh, no, statistics wise, I wouldn't bet my I wouldn't bet anything on it no no I I'd I'd say that that is going to be the uh the decider of the that West Division there for sure I like
0: it. So there you have it. Let us know. We're going to post this on social media this week. Let us know. You agree, you disagree, who's your favorite? Uh, you know, kind of going into the playoffs, but I'm excited, you know. We have we're 2 days away from I guess no, actually by the time you hear this, we will be 1 day away from the NHL playoffs starting, which is always exciting. And there's something about NHL playoffs more so than I think more sports that everything just elevates. The the game gets faster, the hits get harder, the goals are harder to come by, the goalies suddenly all seem to get hotter all flounder like it's just it it just gets really fucking exciting I always love playoff hockey and 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 we are closer
1: yeah I'm excited about it too and you know speaking of the Oilers the fact that you didn't take them I just want to spend another just minute on this before we move on to another type of playoff uh, preparation we have um, if the Oilers get bounced first round, like you're saying, how much blowback is there after Connor McDavid had 104 points in 56 games? How much blowback is there from not just Oilers fans, but the hockey community in general? How, how long till everyone just everyone shits on the Oilers already, but how long till everyone really, really shits on them and it's the, to the point where it's like uh, an affront to hockey?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a scary one. I, I was going to bring up like uh, you know, the angels and and how they've absolutely wasted Mike Trout's mm-hmm, career, mm-hmm. so I worry that something like that can happen to McDavid. I will say though, that I think McDavid is such a generational player that at some point they're going to get it right, mm-hmm. um, or he's going to walk. Yeah. right so but I mean it'll be an absolute travesty if you know this year's kind of weird so I'm trying not to be too hard on too many teams but I think basically the Leafs and Edmonton are at a situation where they've had so many years with these kids at this point they need to figure out how to win or everyone associated with the team needs to get fired
1: absolutely especially because they have some of the best players like ever like Austin Matthews is unbelievable 41st yep. goal last night incredible Connor yeah. McDavid is 10 steps above him yeah. which is like a, he, he comes from a different planet. Uh, we'll get more into it as we kind of get into the playoffs there. But uh, speaking of playoffs, NBA playoff picture starting yes, to sir. settle in. And uh, Josh, as I understand it, the Raptors will not be coming to the ball this year.
0: They will not. They will not even get into the garbage bag playing tournament. They actually uh, they actually called you and I and they wanted to see if we wanted to be in the playing tournament because that's how little people give a fuck about this bullshit. <laughs> but they did not make it. Um, you know, good and bad. I mean, you know, anytime you don't make the playoffs, it's kind of a bit of a bummer, um, I would say. But... You know, this year they didn't look good from pretty much the start. Every time we thought they were going to turn it around, they didn't. They were cratered by injuries. Then I think they started to just kind of let guys sit out because there was no point to run them through. So, you know, hopefully it results in uh, in a half-decent draft pick. But this is the first time they missed the playoffs since 2012 and 2013. Andrea Bargnani was on that team. Because 2013 doesn't seem that long ago. But think about the last time you watched Andrea Bargnani play basketball in a Raptors jersey
1: 2013 outside of my action figures on my shelf never i have, haven't seen him <laughs> playing basketball in a raptors jersey um but yeah, you know we're all better for it yeah right and like and, and like you said um you know losing out on the playoffs not making the playoffs is a bummer obviously but honestly this year i don't think it's a bummer Fuck it, man. Forget it. This is all bullshit. Uh, obviously, it'd be obviously better to be in the playoffs and I sound like a baby. But to be honest, this is the Raptors specific situation being in Tampa, all this COVID shit, send everybody home, let everybody have a nice long season, because it feels like they haven't had like a long offseason in forever, obviously, right? right. Um, let them have a long extended little offseason, get home. Let's think and 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 work through the COVID restrictions and where they'll be playing next season, right? And the logistics of everything. Let's get masai ujiri signed long term let's get something done there hopefully and just kind of lay the foundation again to say what now you know kind of back to the drawing board where do we go from here i think it's a blessing actually not to fucking have to go through the logistical nightmare and just more playing and this season was for lack of a better term i would say this season was annoying for raptors fans from both the media perspective fans picking on pascal and then loving him picking on him you picking on van vliet you know <laughs> i of course but um Just, you know, like you said, every time they seemed to be turning the corner of the season, they would then just fall down. And then they had right in the middle of the season, they had that COVID blip that set the starters out for a long time, right? right? You know, then your usual score of just injuries, guys being out, the Kyle Lowry uh, potential trade deadline scare that had everybody up in arms and just kind of nervous and antsy. It was an uncomfortable season, I think, for everybody, fans and and staff and, and personnel, all around. So I think this time if you're gonna have duck out of the playoffs, I think this is like the most accommodating year to do it, I'll say. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean I I I definitely agree with the sentiment that I'm happy that this year happened. I think mm-hmm. I'm happy because I think now we have a firm understanding of where this team needs to go, right? Because at the beginning of the year we looked at our team of like Siakam, Lowry, Van Vliet OG as the you know the main three as the future of the Raptors and that Lowry was still good enough that we can we can stay a contender and we legitimately thought adding guys like Aaron Baines would be good enough to keep us at like kind of a high level and we learned this year that this team is not good enough to play with us with a guy that shouldn't be a starter at center that Siakam although we had a lot of good years out of him and I still think he has a ton of upside. Is still very young. He's still very green as far as all stars go. So we're seeing that. We're seeing that Fred Van Vliet, while he can put up a good amount of numbers, and you can't really take away from, you know, that he had a relatively consistent year, that this guy needs to play with better players. If he is your second, third, or first best player on your team, your team's going to be pretty much dog shit. And then you know so now i think we have a better understanding if we want to compete we need to bring on more talent immediately and if we can't then we need to do some kind of rebuild so it doesn't keep us like we talked about at the beginning of the season in that death scenario of you're just good enough to be in the playoffs maybe you win even a series and then that gives you hope that maybe yeah maybe we're only one piece away but the nba the you know the the feasting teams and the famished teams there is such a big gap there and I'd rather be on a far end of the spectrum to know that you need to make major changes as opposed to kind of kind of riding the middle and it also gave us a better look at guys like Malachi Flynn right like he's the 2020 first round draft pick for the Raptors when you're picking 29th in the draft I'm pretty sure that's where he was grabbed by them you know that's already a flyer of a you know chances are somebody at that position is not going to be a guaranteed starter ever you know you're kind of hoping you just get lucky Mm -hmm. with a guy like like that. So rather than him sitting on your bench for 3 years like has happened to the Raptors in in past, he actually got to play and we got to see like hey, maybe, you know, maybe this kid's got maybe this kid's got a future in the NBA. We is he a star? We don't know. But we got to see him play a lot of basketball that otherwise with Lowry and Fred in front of him we wouldn't have. He ends up getting named the April Rookie of the Month, which is great, and I think there's some upside to that too. So hopefully we get another pick. You know, we we saw like other guys get added on, like uh, you know Freddie Gillespie and and Birch, and and I think while that's not exciting for fans and that doesn't get wins, I think it gives us a chance to try out different guys, try out different strategies. But I agree, we need Masai because now we need to figure out how we're going to right this ship.
1: Yeah, they need a blueprint. So obviously they need a captain. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think there's something to be said about treading water and sitting in that mediocre space because before the Raptors got kind of over the top, like they were a win the first round or get booted second round type team, right? With DeMar, the DeMar years. But they were just, that was a one piece away type team. So is there, right? Is there something to be said about being a one piece away type team that just kind of chills and waits for the right opportunity for? In the NBA, I know this never happens, but disgruntled superstar to come along and be available in a trade, like, or if you're dog shit and you sell everybody and then that disgruntled superstar becomes available and you can't, you're not in a position to grab them. Is that worse?
0: I think that this team showed this year that they are not a one guy away. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone wants to compare it to the year that we kind of had Kawhi, but... For sure our not. Bench, our bench is far different. You know, you're leaning on guys in different ways. You you lose veterans like a and a although they didn't put up sexy numbers. Those That's like a fucking detrimental situation to the team. And I think what... The only reason the Damar years work for Raptors fans is because we had been garbage for so long. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was like we were just happy to have a a couple guys like Lowry and DeRozan that were willing to sign with the team and they were going to get us in the playoffs and just give us some level of exciting fucking basketball, right? <laughs> um, so I think that that is, you know, not where we want to be again, mm-hmm. though. No, for sure. Know? So um, it, it it's interesting. We'll see what happens, but I agree. I think, and, you know, even getting in this play-in tournament like we talked about is an absolute joke. So Let's talk uh, about that. Yeah, what's going on with so, that play-in? Yeah, so, So, okay, in the East right now, we got the Celtics, Hornets, Pacers, and the Wizards that are basically going to fill out the 7 through 10. The Bulls mathematically have a chance of kind of coming over the top against the Wizards, but based on the number of games left, I believe they're three and a half games back, too. It's just, it's very unlikely to happen. Like, they would have to win out, and the the Wizards would have to lose out. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, right? Three of those four teams are sub-500 teams. So they're losing more than they're winning. So what is the point? They're not going to fucking compete even the Celtics okay they're sitting in the seventh spot they're a 500 team okay the Celtics are generally a little bit better so you're like okay maybe if they were fully healthy which which they're not because I'm pretty sure Jalen Brown's done for the season you know this play-in tournament It doesn't even matter. Even if we get a bunch of buzzer beaters and crazy games and whatever, it means nothing. Because whichever teams come out of this, they're going to go up and they're going to get to walk into the 76ers (laughs) and the Bucks And they're going to absolutely take a giant shit down these guys' throats. Mm -hmm. And and it's a waste of time. LeBron James literally said whoever came up with this playing tournament should be fired immediately. And while that's a little harsh, you got to demote that guy. And you got to demote the guys that gave this the green light. Because it's a waste of time.
1: I agree with them completely. Um, because it is a waste of time, especially in a year where there's so many risks involved for your people. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I know like the fans of those teams might be like, yeah, we we'll get some extra games or, you know, if they're delusional, they might think there's a possibility that they, you know, would get through after they win the play-in, right? Would would beat one of the top seeds, but um, I don't see it happening either. And uh, I agree with LeBron. It's It is harsh, but it's something that like, you know, you're playing with, I know you're playing with, like a, a matter of money and ownership and this and that, but trying to make things interesting. It just seems like leagues are, are, are just keep missing. They keep missing yeah, No stop. So Yeah,
0: this is like, you know what? Somebody sat there and thought, you know, the play-in tournament or the play-in games for the NCAA tournament makes sense. And then why don't, you know, because you can make an argument, why do they have so many teams in the NCAA tournament? Because they like the Cinderella stories and the Cinderella stories create drama and it creates excitement. But that's a one-game elimination tournament. That's why it works, because anybody can kind of just run into that crazy hot game and dethrone a giant. The NBA is not structured that same way, right? Because if you look at the So the teams that are going to finish 7th through 10th are the Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, and Spurs. So now you have a situation where LeBron James, if healthy, is going to be in this playing tournament. And so is a hot Steph Curry. So this is what they were hoping for, Mm -hmm. right? But it's like, so what happens when they play each other? Even if they have that good game, the Warriors are still not equipped to win. If you want that excitement, then you have to change the whole structure of the NBA playoffs and go to like a single elimination tournament because then sure, Steph Curry could get hot and he could beat the Utah Jazz in a first round Game, but in a seven-game series, they just don't fucking have it. So it's like, what is the point? If anything, you almost want to go the opposite way and say only four teams should make the playoffs and have a longer, more exciting series.
1: So this play-in tournament. Sorry, I'm actually I, I'm not sure if I knew this or if I forgot this. The play-in tournament is seven-game series. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's there.
0: Those. So the 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 play-in tournaments are it's seven verse eight and wh- and how many games is that and
1: and just one game it's one game and then it goes into the
0: and then nine verse ten mm-hmm. but if the seventh or eighth team that wins it's basically a double elimination for them mm-hmm. so seven verse eight whoever wins automatically makes the playoffs mm-hmm. then nine verse ten whoever loses automatically is out then the loser of seven verse eight plays the winner of nine verse ten so if you're in the nine ten spot you have to win two games to make the playoffs. And if you're in the seventh or eighth spot, you only have to win one game to make the playoffs. Kind so of. this is relatively – it would make sense – if making the playoffs had any value right so like yeah. if the if the major league baseball they have the wild card games if they came up with a more structured tournament style wild card that is fucking cool because it, the wild card team legitimately has a chance to win mm-hmm. right when they get to the next round the pitchers might get hot bats might get hot we see it in baseball all the time that garbage teams sweep a series against good teams it happens mm-hmm. so that could work baseball it works that's why wild cards work even in football you have the kind of wild card weekends and it makes sense you're giving an extra game because again any given sunday the nba is so far fucking from that
1: yeah i mean it sounds so well thought out and you know clearly there, there was something put into it but then they the whole time they were adjusting the finer details and getting all excited about it they forgot that their league doesn't really make for that work. drama no it just doesn't work it's just it's david versus goliath every time not even david it's like an antiverse and a molecule wall. versus goliath every time it's just <laughs> there's just there's no there's no there's no imagine the
0: the particle though is like h1n1 and it's <laughs> there's just there's never yeah.
1: there's never a chance like you said so i don't know we'll see how that goes but in terms of predictions i mean like where do you stand on predictions let's start with the west
0: I mean, do you want to talk about the play and stuff?
1: I guess the play and stuff, or just maybe in general, because I mean, guess I'm guessing no, no, nothing set in stone yet. So, like, if you're looking at the West, who are just give me two or three teams that you think are going to go all the way.
0: I mean, the Jazz are deep. looking good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think Love that you know they've had a they've had a stellar year. They got a lot of you know they kind of have those like less showboaty guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Donovan Mitchell's had a nasty year. I think he's a great player. Um, You know, I think that we can't count out the Lakers, right? Like, the Lakers, even though they're very much going to end up in a play-in tournament, I think that they're still, you know, they're forced to be reckoned with. LeBron James has missed the 22 of the last 24 games, and Anthony Davis has missed 36 games this year, which is over half of the season. If they both get healthy for the playoffs, you're looking at a different team. The Lakers are already above five hundred, and and based on all those things I said, so the Lakers are looking good. Clippers obviously could do it, too. I mean... You know, we'll see. I think, you know, um, once we get a little bit closer to like the actual start of the NBA um, playoffs, we can kind of go over like a bit more of the specifics just because it's really going to be like who stays healthy. They're different
1: teams right now. It's not even the same team, right? So the fact that the Lakers are in a play in tournament right away shows you it's not that it's not the true to form Lakers yet. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, Exactly. ad and lebron missing all that time it's you can't make you really can't say much there's not much to say that hasn't been said until we've seen the final form and that goes for the east as well you know until we've seen these teams in playoff form see how they're playing and then we can kind of go from there but you know looking at it now is kind of a fool's errand because everyone's kind of missing and then there's all that load management kind of finding going all all the way around the league exactly, and stuff too you know. so teams haven't kind of rounded into shape yet um but i do look forward to seeing how it's all going to shake out
0: definitely man like i mean i don't want to totally shit on the nba playoffs because once they get down to the nitty gritty i think we see some amazing basketballs oh, yeah. where we get to see like like it was the it was the 2 year anniversary of Kawhi hitting the buzzer beater seven game shot against the 76ers that ultimately brought them you know the, their first nba title so i mean it is an exciting time just to play in tournament is a joke mm-hmm. but we're going to move on We tried a new segment last week. We had a lot of great feedback. People were stoked and and even just messaging us privately and and wanting to (laughs) dive into these answers. So we're going to try it again. And this section again is called, What Would You Do, You Degenerate? So Dan, I have a question for you. All right, hit me. Would you step into the octagon with Eric, your boy Anders? Okay, friend of the show. We've talked to him a little bit in the Instagram DMs. He's a good guy. Would you step in the octagon with him for a three-round UFC fight, knowing that if you can get one successful takedown before he obviously decimates you, you're gonna win $10 million. And if you manage to figure out how to actually win the fight, you would win $100 million. But if you fail, you cannot watch any sports or play any video games for five years here's the caveat okay you have obviously if you had to do this tomorrow there would be no chance you would walk into the octagon eric anders who fights at 185 he probably normally by the time by fight day he's going to be 200 205 pounds the guy was a linebacker in the in d1 ncaa <laughs> um you know his last fight was vicious obviously he got dq'd for that knee but he was absolutely destroying that guy so he he's a monster of a man and no disrespect to you sir mm-hmm. um that fight is lasting, I don't know, maybe three seconds. We might even see like a new record of, it, 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 can they even ring the bell before you die? <laughs> so that's why. The caveat is that you have one full year to train. And in this scenario, you can train with the best trainers in the world. Your resources are unlimited. You do not have to work. So you have one year to, to eat right, to learn. And again, a one takedown. So that's it. You just gotta stay alive. Take the guy down to the ground. That's gonna win you ten million dollars. And if you manage to figure out how to beat him, it's a hundred million. But if you take this and you get in the ring, number one, you can get seriously hurt. And number two, if you fail, no sports, no video games for five years. Do you take it?
1: Okay, my. So I'm just looking up. <clears throat> I'm looking up Eric Anders' height and weight. So he's six foot one. <laughs> that's 185 centimeters and 205 pounds, like you said, 93 kilograms. So. Um, I'm about five seven, and uh, let me, after COVID, maybe a hefty, a hefty one eighty, let's say one eighty. So he's much bigger than I am. So at a first glance, I'm gonna duck out and say no. I'm gonna <laughs> duck out and say no. But I, coward. No, but then I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, and I thought, okay, so I lose out on sports and video games for five years. So it's not forever. Not forever. It's not forever, and I have a year i'm gonna lose no matter what so i'm gonna get knocked out and maybe a whole year with resources and unlimited everything to end training it's gonna go it's gonna extend the fight from three seconds to six maybe like it's (laughs) it's i'm still gonna get knocked the fuck out everyone's gonna gonna be like oh my god i'm gonna feel (laughs) my ego is gonna be bruised as well as internal whatever in my head so i'm gonna be hurt um but it's just like i probably have a better chance of taking him down than i do of winning a lottery ticket (laughs) What do you think? I mean, is the I'm chance gonna, greater? I'm
0: gonna probably say, i probably say it's comparable. I think the <laughs> chances, the chances of winning, the chances of winning, like Lotto 649 in Canada, is one in 14 million. I think so. I'm probably gonna give you
1: about that.
0: You, about you know what though, like in like I'm trying to think about this realistic, like, realistically, I shouldn't fucking say realistically. Anything can happen. Really, I'm trying to really dive deep into this. Yeah. Okay, let's just say. George St. Pierre moves in with you. You and GSP are living together, training Mm -hmm. every day, eating the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're calling Habib Nurba Gomedov to come over and give you wrestling (laughs) training. Like, (laughs) unlimited resource here. Mm -hmm. So... Brock Lesnar... Can I stay up all night? Do
1: I have to sleep, or can I... Is it, like, unlimited resources? Like, I go into, like, a refreshment tank, and I'm fully rested in, like, an hour, so I can use... I can use round-the-clock fucking... Training. i don't think
0: that makes i don't think that makes sense okay. like, I don't, i'm getting too scientific <laughs> I okay keep going. Tech, okay, I, thought... I don't think a refreshment tank <laughs> helps that much but you do have unlimited resources to fully take care of your body okay to make sure that you can train at the absolute best that you could train at
1: okay okay so i have the best what is your natural weight my natural weight i'm probably sitting at 165 let's say five seven okay so do
0: so if we if we assume because he goes between middleweight and light heavyweight let's just assume he is going to do this at middleweight so 185 so you could probably put on 20 pounds in a year with unlimited resources okay food i think i could
1: yeah yeah for sure i could
0: but the muscle mass won't be there you'll just get kind of bigger right i gotta get bigger yeah 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 because he's huge so, so i mean i have to
1: work out really big so in 12 months like you know just is that scientifically possible to get massive
0: well, to put on 20 pounds, it's not going to all be muscle because, no, I don't think that's possible. Like, I don't think you could fully transform yourself into, like, an elite-level athlete in a year.
1: No. It's not but possible. Yeah. you
0: could definitely put on 20 pounds and learn a few skills. Mm-hmm
1: maybe I'm taking it I'm thinking I'm taking you're taking it. it yeah well my my, my, my whole it. thing here is maybe I would focus really 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 hard on two moves maybe like a a punch <laughs> and like a kick a punch and a kick like like rather than trying to maybe like a basic wrestling tech basic basic guard technique well,
0: <laughs> okay so your 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 strategy for trying to take the guy down is to learn how to really throw a jab is that what I don't want mean? to get closer
1: <laughs> I'm scared <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I, I, okay. So you should probably say no.
1: <laughs> uh, again, like I said, I have a better. I think I have a better chance at that. At least, like that's in my control. At least, at least if I lose this one, I can say, oh fuck, I'm an idiot. I got. Why, <laughs> when your jaw. Yeah. Back. Why I, fuck? Why did I take, I pick up my jaw from across the room. Why did I take that? Right. <laughs> at least I was in my control. It wasn't just left up to like a lottery. So I'm gonna say I'll take it. Um, but it's not gonna be pretty. I'm not. I'm not gonna be the same person after. And I'm probably gonna be. Net negative financially after this. GSP. GFP, <laughs> move out of my house. <laughs> and do that. Oh my
0: god. Okay. I'm gonna take it. I'm okay. gonna take okay. it. Okay. Because number one, uh COVID has made me like forty pounds overweight, so I just need to get in better shape. Okay. So this is like a good excuse to get in better shape. Okay. And then I figure he knows he can really kick my ass, right? So maybe he comes in a little too fast. I just fall down into guard and grab his ankle and pray he like trips over himself, right? Yeah. And and falls and I win the 10 million and then he bashes me so bad that I just forget about the rest of the beating that I'm about to take. <laughs> and then and then maybe I walk away with a couple bucks and then worst case I'll just be like Jake Paul and be a complete piece of shit and just document all this and be a YouTube guy and then I'll start trying to fight <laughs> Donald Trump after. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Rolled into a whole and franchise. And that, but, yeah, but we'll see. You never know. Then maybe I just start doing, you know, do what he does. I'll just start challenging, like, local school teachers and <laughs> retired ret- retired accountants to fights <laughs> online. Um, but, yeah, okay, so that was a fun one. I know this week you got one uh, You got one for I us. I
1: do. I got it written down here, so let me just open my notes app. I had to write it down here. I okay, always like see. to cover a breadth of sports, okay? So here we go. You yes. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So, Josh, you are... Given the opportunity, you get three chances to score a penalty kick on prime okay. Jean-Luigi Buffon.
0: Oh, wonderful. Italian. Italian, man.
1: If you score, you get $15 million and free, air, right. free airfare for life. Whoa. If you don't score, so three chances.
0: Three chances. If you okay.
1: don't score, all 90,000 spectators have been instructed... <laughs> required to attack on site <laughs> to kill on site first one first one to bring your carcass they get the 15 million dollars <laughs> oh
0: my god it okay, also okay. happens i uh, sorry
1: it also happens to be free cricket bat night in a cross promotion gone wrong <laughs> so take a second okay. to digest that $50 million, okay dollars three shots Buffon. 90,000 okay. people barreling down from the stands immediately after you miss. <laughs> if you miss the third shot, immediately whistle and boom. Uh, okay. There's one lifeline, however. Okay. There is a hot air balloon on the other end of the pitch. Okay. And you have the option to use that hot air balloon. However, okay. it's filled with venomous snakes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you can opt to run through the concourse instead. Or what do you do? Okay. I'll leave it up to you. That's it. Okay,
0: so you have the opportunity to escape is basically what it means. The opportunity to so escape like, is there. I feel like getting in the thing with the snakes, you know, is not a it's not a great option. <laughs> okay, <It's not>. okay, <laughs> okay. And did you say did you say penalty kick or a free kick?
1: Three penalty kick. Three penalty, penalty kicks. kicks. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna straight up. I'm gonna get right to it. I'm gonna say hard pass right because okay. I am like the worst soccer player ever. <laughs> Um, I feel like I'm going to miss the net on one of them one of them I'm going to barely fucking touch it and it's going to roll to him and then on one of them I feel like I'll connect just by fluke and I feel like he'll save it Um, and you know you're basically it's like 50 million dollars for maybe let's say a 5% chance that you score on one of the greatest goalies of all time (laughs) and the basic the guaranteed outcome is death (laughs) Uh, which is very, very extreme. Um, so I got to I got a pass. Are you taking the chance?
1: Now, okay. Now I want to say it. What if you were actually good at soccer and you had a really good shot? Like, a, like just an average, you play soccer going up and you were, you were decent.
0: I think it's the fact that it's like a, it, it's guaranteed death. Like if you had <laughs> Is it guaranteed like, death though?
1: You can get out of there. I'm thinking there's Ninety
0: thousand guys... people. Uh, like I think, like you would have to be you, Usain Bolt speed, but also like a parkour level like. But you, guy. Have to, you have
1: to factor in though that they've been instructed to bring you <laughs> to whoever's facilitating this. So they're not gonna. No, they're not necessarily in an orchestrated effort with each other. Like but
0: sp- what's going to happen is I'm going to be surrounded by all these people. They're going to beat me to <laughs> death with their cricket bats. And then my body's just going to get torn apart by all of them trying to bring the piece back. Okay. So not only am I going to be dead, uh, my body, I won't even be able to have an open casket for my mother after.
1: <laughs> okay. 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 I see. I see. Um, yeah. You know what? For me, I think I'm going to, I'm going to pretend that I can actually like I'm semi-competent at soccer. I'm going to say, I okay. guess I'll take it i'm gonna say i'll take it you,
0: what like how do we know do we have any like level of stats on like in a professional setting like how often do they score
1: i don't actually know in a professional like 50,
0: setting like they score quite a bit right they like score pretty 50, yeah 60 yeah they the do well say. and
1: a penalty kick let me just get my 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 wires uncrossed here A penalty kick has players defending still right in a set position no it does not right talking I'm talking about like basically a penalty shot okay yeah okay good so that's that that, that is what i intended um, <laughs> right. I think if I had grown up playing soccer for 25 years, right. And I put, no, you know, you know I've been baseball for 25 years, not saying I could even fucking see a baseball when it comes near me. But, uh, if I think if I had like a semi-decent shot, three chances guaranteed death is guaranteed. But if I had grown up playing soccer my whole life, my cardio is much better than it is now. So I feel like I could maybe deke out through the popcorn boom, back, back the popcorn. You're stand. definitely...
0: <laughs> You're definitely not. You okay? We can argue about whether or not you could fluke a goal, but there's no chance you're getting out of there. Like even if you had said a hundred guys, like a hundred hooligans <laughs> are waiting, and you have like a fifty meter head start, and the hot air balloon wasn't filled with snakes, I still am gonna assume you're dead.
1: Okay, I did forget to say the caveat that as soon as you leave the premises of the stadium, it's it's called off. You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Does that change your mind at all? You're not absolutely You're not making it. You're not no. making, like you're not said, making no. it to the gate. No. No. Not making it. <laughs> no, to the Okay. Game. Okay. No. I'm risking. No I'm chance. risking it all. I'm running. A, <laughs> I'm climbing out through the supporter <laughs> section.
0: Okay. So you're basically saying to yourself, "I will take a. Oh, I will take a twenty percent, probably even less, like a ten percent chance of winning fifty million dollars, but it For death.
1: Well, the worst part is it was fifteen million, so it was actually quite a bit less. It was (laughs) (laughs) fifty, and free airfare. So it depends how much you fly. All the airfare. It could could end up being fifty million forever. That didn't, like, move the needle for you know, me. It, okay. it, it, <laughs> seemed, it seemed more balanced in my head. But <laughs> yeah, I'm... no, you
0: basically created, like, this absolute death, like, <laughs> and a brutal, a brutal, brutal death with a small chance of winning $15 million. So, okay, fans, <laughs> we need your help with the questions. Um, let us know. Give us some scenarios. We'll answer them uh, next week. But moving on to our
1: last segment, we have our jerk of the week. A bit of a strange one, different one this week. And uh, it has to do with horse racing, something that uh, doesn't pop up into the limelight too often. Uh, And how many of you have used anti-inflammatories before? I know Josh's cabinet's fucking chock full of them. (laughs) And uh, I know my cabinet's chock full of them. But Josh, can you apprise us of the details? There's a jockey that uh, we're naming our Jerk of the Week.
0: Yeah, so our Jerk of the Week is Bob Baffert, legendary horse race trainer announced that his Kentucky Derby winning horse, Medina Spirit, tested positive for a banned drug after they had won, uh, like I said, the Kentucky Derby, which took place on May 1st. So it recently came back into the limelight because after winning that race, obviously the horse test positive for this banned substance. And like Dan said, um, likely what they're they're thinking is that this substance was in an anti-inflammatory cream i believe that was Mm -hmm. being rubbed onto the horse um and now they were petitioning to let medina spirit race in an upcoming race which they're allowing them to do so basically horse racing has been decimated by similar ped type situations before and the fact that they're letting them race again just shows that there's really no care or penalizing them or or wanting to stop them from doing it. Maybe all they do is care about is, you know, maybe what baseball should have done a long time ago is say everyone's on PEDs, so who gives a shit? Let's move on. Maybe that's what they're going for. But Bob Baffert, you're a jerk of the week because cheating... Seems horrible, but then cheating with your horse when the horse can't even decide what it's <laughs> what it's taking just seems so much more ridiculous. Uh, mind you, is also a bit of a slow jerk week, so so this made sense.
1: Well, that's good. Um, I'm happy. To, I'm always happy that it's a slow jerk week. That means nobody was misbehaving too badly this week, and it's easy to want to laugh at first when I when I first saw the headline. I saw that the horse had tested positive for. PEDs, and I thought, Yeah, I saw the picture on the, it was the CP24 link, I saw the picture, the horse was there, like, he did it to himself, like, I was just kind of, <laughs> yeah. it was just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Villainizing the horse. Right, and yeah, like, it just kind of shines a light on the whole thing, the fact that the horse is racing again in a, in a consecutive events like that, shows that they obviously don't care, right, there's enough, definitely. there's enough old money flowing through that sport to keep everyone happy, keep everyone going along, you know, no sort of controversy, and it's like, you're one thing removed from, like. From like the actual like substance, it's like I didn't, I don't have it on my body. It's on the horse. Right, the horse rolled in. The horse <laughs> rolled in it. There's always gonna be like, yeah. I feel like there's always gonna be like reasonable doubt. I don't know. The horse found it in my wife's freaking medicine cabinet. I don't know. <laughs> why, why, is the horse in the house? Her, I don't know. These guys got they got a bond with the horse. If they're gonna if they're gonna win. I don't know anything about horse racing. Yeah, but may, uh, maybe. What do I know? But you can always just say right, like, oh, the horse got into it. And he lathered himself all up like that, dang old horse. He must have been aching. But to hear that an anti-inflammatory, I mean, I'm gonna er on the positive side and say, You know, good, I'm glad that the horse was being taken care of for his aching joints, poor guy, If that's what. oh my God, the, the horses at this level are taking care of better than you and I, I'm
0: sure they definitely are until until they stop winning. and then, uh, you know, then that's a different discussion. But, um, yeah, I mean, it actually raises like a, like a funny, but real possibility of like, you know, when there's a lot of money on the line, like who would, who, who's to stop like another like jockey going in and like rubbing something on an opponent's horse. <laughs> but I guess they probably never, they probably never let them leave their sight at that level, I would assume. Right. No. But again, I don't want to pretend to talk about the specifics of horse racing because I am not knowledgeable about it at all. And it was just an interesting topic about somebody cheating, Using their horse.
1: I don't know too much about rubbing off horses. Maybe I could. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe we could. Uh, maybe you could talk to me. Maybe after the show, Josh, tell me about your experience uh, doing that. But uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into the nitty gritty either. I'm happy that it was uh, that it was a slow jerk week, and uh, I had a fun yes. episode with you. I'm really liking the uh, what would you do, you degenerate? It allows me to flex my creative muscles, and uh, you know, for my first scenario, I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Maybe I can need to balance the scales a little bit more <laughs> yeah, next time. Yeah, we'll take some crap submissions uh but i really yes. did want to uh, broaden the sports horizon so i'm glad we could get some hypothetical <laughs> ufc mixed martial arts a little bit of the, the the beautiful game in there uh, yeah. uh these hypotheticals they're, they're too much fun so josh thanks again buddy uh and, and again hopefully we have uh, more lighter jerks of the week to come but uh, you know how things are um i'm sure we'll be uh cursing somebody's name this time next week
0: Yes. Thank you, sir. Very fun episode. And thank you, Jerky Crew, for listening in, tuning in, following us on social media. TikTok is growing. We hit 2,000 followers, which is super cool. Love to see that. And that is because of all you fine folks. And again, like, let us know. We're going to keep dropping these scenarios. Let us know if you would take the cash and if you're a degenerate or not. and And if you have an idea for a segment, let us know. But thank you, Jerky Crew. We will see you next Friday. Take care.